Thanks for listening to the Life Church Weekly Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Bohr. For any other messages or other resources, please visit us at lcboise.com. Praise God. Well, congratulations to all those who got baptized in water today. What a good day. We've got a whole boatload again next service that's going to get baptized. And, and uh, wow, good things are happening, huh? Amen, amen. If you brought your Bible with you today, go with me to 1 John chapter 5, the book of 1 John, 5th chapter, got a Bible app, iPad, 1 John chapter 5, we've been teaching for the last few weeks on this subject and we're going further today. 1 John chapter 5, notice with me in verse 4, it reads, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Our faith. if someone is not overcoming the world, well, what should they look at? Their faith or what they believe, right? Because if you uh, believe correctly, you will overcome the world. Yeah. So I feel like I've been overcome by the world. My life has uh, been run over and pushed down. And well, good news, good news is uh, you can believe different. Yeah. It's not like, well, I was either born with faith uh, or I wasn't born with faith. No, that's not how faith works at all. Uh, the, the reality is, is someone tells you something and then you believe it or you don't believe it. Yeah. And when you believe the right things, we, we're not gullible, we're, but we're very discerning and uh, we listen for truth. And when you hear something that's right, you believe it, and it puts you over the top. Praise God. And, uh, and then we've read to you a couple others. I'll, I'll, I'll give these the abbreviated version in an expedited manner over the last few weeks. Matthew 9.29. Matthew 9.29. Then he, he is Jesus, touched their eyes, saying, according to your faith, let it be to you. All right, what, what, it, what is it to you? It's according to your faith. Now, if I don't like what be to me, then I should not, uh, you know, question everything else under the sun, but I should analyze what I believe because Jesus said, I get what I believe. Yeah, say it out loud. Say, I get what I believe. Amen. Now, you could believe something that's wrong and crazy and funky, and, and that won't work. It won't suit you well. I don't mean that we're the source of all good things or, or blessings, or, and it's just kind of, uh, you know, whatever you can imagine is going to take place. No, these things are solidly based upon the realities of God's written word, based upon what he has already provided us through Jesus, okay? But once you know that, the, I mean, this thing is wide open for us to enjoy God's best. And if I'm not enjoying God's best, again, this is why we're talking. Let's analyze this instead of what is so frequently 
um, done is people say, well, I, you just can't understand God. This was up to him and, and he chose to do it or to not do it. That's just not what Jesus taught. All right, and, and, and if we are endeavoring to walk with God and, and yet we think that way and believe that way, we're going to miss out on a whole bunch of stuff. All right, we might, have our, we might feel good about it in this regard, say, well, there's nothing I could have done. It's just all happened to me and there's nothing, it's all up to him, uh, but we still miss out. Amen. And then Mark chapter 9 and verse 23 Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Again, he didn't say all things are possible, period. He said all things are possible to him who believes. And if I'm missing some all things in my life, I should analyze my beliefs. Yeah? Yeah. I should analyze, I should look at, I should... I should Focus on if my believing is correct. Now, most people will point to a person's belief when it comes to salvation. They know that God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And so when discussing salvation, belief is central. Belief is, the, is in the middle of it. It's the focus but often what takes place is people remove believing from all the rest of life. I'm talking about people. I'm talking about Christians now. I'm talking about those who have a relationship with God. They know they have to believe in Jesus in order to be saved. But then they've removed the believing component from the rest of their life. From their whatever, their prayer life and their finances and their health and their marriage and and. and seeking direction and everything, all that they, they took away from their believing and said, well, all that is just up to God, and if he gives it, he gives it. If he doesn't, he doesn't, but that's not, there's nothing we can do about that. Uh, but the, my question is, is where did you get that? Uh, wh why would you think that way? What would be the source of, of that, that mentality or that theology that says God, faith is involved in salvation, but not anything else. Everything else is left up to the sovereignty of God, for example. All right? No, the scripture says the just will not be saved by faith, but they will live by faith. And so my believing, the believing component, if you will, affects every aspect of my life, not just eternity, not just heaven and hell. Hallelujah. And so, um, has anybody figured out, you know, we, we, we showed you and we played the, uh, the, the video for you on, the, on day one of this series about how this fixes everything. How this fixes everything. Has anybody figured out what this is or what actually fixes everything? Here's what fixes everything. It's what you believe about everything. Now, I want you to consider that. Don't, don't, don't quickly let it be a, a, a simple answer. What you believe in every circumstance, in the middle of whatever is happening, your specific, mm, <laughs> your specific belief, wow, in that situation will either fix it or not. 
if something in your life is not fixed, then we know what to look at. If something is not fixed, the belief is off. Yeah. Say it out loud. If it's not fixed, the belief is off. See, belief can be altered, though. Sometimes they're just off a tiny bit. They're just off one little click. Just barely off. But a, a little adjustment in a belief, and you'll access the power of God. Just a tiny little adjustment. Sometimes it's a major adjustment. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes it's just like, man, I've been leaving some weird things. All right? And then it's a, it's a more of a, a greater shift. But when you get things aligned, the power of God flows in your life. Yeah, yeah. And there is nothing too difficult with him. Nothing too difficult for him. There is no problem that he has not solved that he doesn't know the answer to. There's no circumstance that is outside of his ability to influence. I just, as soon as I believe what he said about that situation, I line up with his power and it flows. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know if you've ever noticed this. I found myself at times struggling with things. Like, man, why is this so hard for me to get... <clears throat> Say, God bless you. Sorry. <laughs> uh, why is it so hard for me to get victory in this particular area? And then when I finally got into a position of receiving and, and recognizing some things, I thought, that was so easy. That, I was struggling so much, and I was so mental about it, and so in my flesh about it. And as soon as I got on the right page concerning that issue, I was like, I almost want to roll my eyes at myself, thinking, man, why did you struggle with this so long? That was easy. And the, and the reason for that is, everything with God is easy. I mean, when you are all-powerful, it's not difficult. And so we're just endeavoring to align our belief system with him to get it perfect, to get it right on track. And then, um, you know, his power flows. How many know what we ought to believe and what we believe are not always the same thing? Yeah, it's just not. And the, and the, the, the sooner we can acknowledge these areas of deficiency, the more we can be helped and the more we can make adjustments. Your potential, my potential is not where I am today. I don't look at myself as the completed project. I mean, I'm complete in Christ spiritually, but outwardly in my, in my faith and all this stuff, I'm still a work in progress. And so my potential goes far beyond what I'm experiencing today because uh, just because God can do something doesn't mean that, that, that I have the faith for it. Uh, how many know the Lord could snap his fingers and put you on the moon? Say, do you have faith for that? I don't. Now, some of you think, well, how can you say that? Just say yes. It's not true. And I think sometimes we will be greatly helped when we acknowledge in areas, you know what, I'm not where I ought to be in that area. I'm deficient. I mean, I can give the right Christian answer. I've been trained. I'm a professional talker. <laughs> I know the right answer to a gazillion questions. I know what I ought to believe. I know what I ought to say. But in reality, I need to be honest with my own heart. I need to be real with God and real with where I am if I ever want to make progress and go further towards my potential. 
Amen. So, well, God can do this and God can do that. True, he can do all things. But the question is, do I believe that he can and he will in my life? That that's what's going to play out in me? Or am I just going to live in theory land? Everybody okay? How many know in order to have faith for something, you must first know about it? Faith does not exist with an absence of knowledge. And then two, I've got to choose to believe it. Once knowledge comes to me, I make a choice. Huh, I'm going to believe that or I'm not going to believe that. Amen. Now, now look with me over at the book of 2 Timothy. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1. Anybody know who wrote the book of Timothy? Paul was right. Yeah, good for you. Some of you didn't fall for that. So that would be Timothy. No, it wouldn't be. <laughs> it was written to Timothy. That's why it has that name. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1. <laughs> And verse 3, uh, verse 3, he writes, I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience. I don't just serve God, I serve him, how? With a pure conscience, as my forefathers did. As without ceasing, I remember you in my prayers night and day. Remember who? Timothy. Maybe Timmy. I don't know. Greatly desiring to see you. Being mindful of your tears that I may be filled with joy. He said in verse 5, When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. There's some powerful things there. Any grandmothers in the house? Grandmothers, yay. Any mothers in the house? All right, that's appropriate for the day, isn't it? Yeah. Well, why, why, why did Timothy have, have this, this faith in him? Because it was in his mom, and it was in his grandmother. How many know moms, grandmothers? Uh, it should be priority with you. If you have a genuine faith within your life, pass it on. Amen. Let your kids not only hear about it, but see it in action. See it in motion in your life. And when it's real, uh, can I stop? Parenting tip for the day. Uh, Great kids are not the result of perfect parenting. But I tell you, great kids often, often are the result of genuineness within their parents. When there is sincerity, when they're real, when they are the genuine article. I know people who have grown up in, uh, in, in Christian homes that really they were very legalistic. Very, uh, a lot of bondage, a lot of stuff that was just legalism and not the scripture. And you think, man, those kids must have really turned out bad. They must have really all rebelled against that. And you know they didn't. Because of the sincere faith within their parents, even though they were wrong about a bunch of stuff at the legalistic approach in which with they raised them, they could see they had a genuine relationship with God. They weren't phonies. They weren't fake. They were the real deal. And all the kids followed in, 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 in serving God. And so th- this is something that, that, that's very important. But I want you to, I want you to notice this faith, uh, this statement here about faith. He said, I called a remembrance the genuine faith that is in you. 
the genuine faith. The, the King James Bible uses the language unfeigned faith. All right, you have an unfeigned faith. What, what's that? It's not fake. He said, your, your faith is real. How many know real faith and fake faith are not the same thing? One will produce results. The other will put on a good show. The other will have the right lingo down. The other will look good in public. Uh, but it's not genuinely producing the things that it's designed to produce. It will not produce a world overcoming life. It will produce a life that is filled with struggle, filled with hardship. But whenever someone else gets around, it will talk like everything's perfect. It's not the genuine article. It's not really pr producing God-level results like it's supposed to. How, how many know that God is not fake in any way? There's nothing false about Him. There is nothing phony baloney. Uh, there, is, there, there is no, no deception in Him. One of, the, one of the words that describes the Lord in Scripture is the word light. Remember, 1 John said, in Him there is light and there is no darkness at all. And, and see, God is a faith God. He spoke and worlds were created. He, he spoke and, things, and, and still He speaks and things happen. He's a faith God. If we likewise would want to uh, be like Him, be imitators of God, as the Scripture says, or just to have the same results that our Father God has... Uh, then we also must be very real. We must be genuine. We must not be fake or phony in any regard. Uh, if you ever find yourself being that way, putting on, trying to present a you that's not real, a, a false front, uh, watch out. Because, you know, the, the Scripture tells us in Hebrews 4.13 that, that, that all things are open before him. Everything is open and, and before God. There is a, how many know you're never going to go before him in prayer and kind of, you know, put on and kind of act a certain way when it's not genuine, it's not real? Why? Because he sees right through you. Huh? You might be able to fool a few folks down here, but hey, I mean, you, we're never going to fool him. The best way to approach God, and if you ever want help and healing and victory and all these kind of stuff, is when you go before Him, man, open it up. Open it up. Real, honest, nothing fake, nothing phony. This is who I am. And I'm not talking about just being negative and saying, oh, I'm just a nothing. No, I'm, not, I'm just talking about, about honesty, okay? I tell the Lord, uh, I mean, I've used this I've told some of you as a testimony before, but when I had hurt myself, a shoulder, and my shoulder a number of years ago, and, and I'm trusting God for, for, for healing, but I didn't get it instantly, unfortunately. And, uh, and so I would um, go to the gym, and, which you wouldn't normally do if your shoulder felt the way it did. But I would just, this was my communication with my father on the way in is I would say, Father, thank you. You are, you are almighty God. Amen. Almighty God. And, and, and thank you that you love me. Praise God. And one more thing. Thank you that by Jesus' stripes, I was healed. Amen. So, I'm going to go work out and everything's going to be fine. And I would do that. I would, I would say that. 
and it got better, better, and, and was healed. Yeah. See, being real with him, I wasn't being uh, negative, because that's not real to me. I know him, and I know me, and I know where I am, and I know where he is, and, and I'm trying to make the connection. I'm just saying, here's what I'm doing today, Lord. This is why I'm going to lift out on my shoulder with this shoulder that I don't want to lift anything. So because I know who you are, and I know what you think about me. That's not pride. That's humility. And I know by Jesus' stripes I was healed, and so I'm going to act on this. I'm going to go lift something up, put it back down, lift it back up, put it back down, lift it back up, put it back down. And when I do that, everything's going to be fine. I don't know what you do, what you say before you act and do things that you're humanly impossible, uh, incapable of doing. But you base it on your on the knowledge that you have of God. We can be very, very real. Praise God. How I many know oh, lying doesn't get anywhere with God? If you're one who bends the truth or shades or you know exaggerates, knock that off because that'll kill your faith life. It, it, you're not going to be saying that one day and the next day be speaking to your mountain, cast into the, be cast into the sea and, you know, Mark eleven twenty three. You're not going to be speaking to your problems, speaking to the mountain and resisting the devil if you're lying one minute and then trying to do that the next minute. Hallelujah. Y'all get quiet on me? People have been conditioned to give the right answer to faith questions. The right answer. And uh, even if it's not true for them. And I'm telling you, this hurts their faith. Live in the reality of where you are, knowing the potential of where you can be. For example, I was teaching a, uh, I was teaching a class a while back, uh, last year. Uh, and I had, uh, in this class, I was teaching on faith. And uh, we're talking about God and his promises and his ability. Just a lot of good stuff. It'll be faith inspiring. Uh, but I, sa- I stopped for a moment. I said, now how many of you, how many of you could believe God for, for $4 million? And uh, hands all over the place went up. All over the place. Oh, yeah. I can believe for $4 million. I stopped and I said, well, why don't you then? If you don't need it, I can use it. Why, 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 why do I say it that way? Why do I bring it up that way? I think sometimes we're conditioned to always say yes. Oh, yeah, four million, five million, ten million, whatever. Then giddy up. There's some folks that can use the money. And if you have four million dollar faith, then bring it on in, man. Do I need to use a different mic? Amen. Uh, you see what I'm saying here? See, we've been conditioned to think, well, you always have to answer yes. Do you have faith for this? Yes. No, stop. Do you? Do you really? Is that where you are? Because if we're just saying, oh, yeah, I can believe anything, everything, all, all this stuff. I can believe to go to the moon and, and uh, I, I can believe to walk on water. And You can? You have faith for water walking? Here is water. Be a good attention getter. If you do that right before the altar call, it might help. (laughs) 
say, well, I believe God can. Well, that's fine. But I think probably most of us believe God can do anything. That's not the focus. The focus is on what do you believe. God can do it. But then where do we come up behind that in what we believe he can, he will do in us? And this is where I want to be genuine. I don't want to live in a land of theory. Uh, I I don't want to live in just what God can do. I want to live in, 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 in what I can believe because I am going to live in the place of what I believe. Uh, we don't just want sincerity. Paul didn't just commend Timothy. You have, you're a sincere person. Sincerity is great. But he said you have sincere faith. You have genuine faith. Not just real. I'm full of unbelief and full of doubt. And I'm genuine though. I don't believe anything man. <laughs> uh, well at least you're real. But I want sincere faith. I want genuine faith. Have you ever wondered about so many of the open-ended promises of Scripture, the open-ended prayers, where Jesus would say, you know, whatever you ask the Father in my name, bam, he'll give it to you. I mean, those are blank checks. Amazing. Say, well, what can I put in there? What can I put in on on the, you know, in the amount line or whatever it is? What can I put in there? Because Jesus left it totally open-ended. Here's what you can put in there, whatever you can believe. And I wouldn't encourage you just to put in, well, I can write zeros all day long. So I'm going to ask God for a billion dollars. You are? Did he tell you that? If you have faith for that, then giddy up, go for it. But maybe start, I don't know, maybe do a (laughs) hundred. You know, it's something where you can say, man, I trusted God for this, and he brought it in. I believed God for my healing, and, and, and here I got it. I believed God for something else to happen, and it happened. What's happening to your faith now? It's getting higher, stronger, greater. Instead of just, I know God's promises are open-ended because he doesn't want to limit any of us in any regard. But still, we've got to be real with where we are and have genuine faith so we see real life results and real changes in life. Faith must be real. It lives in the light. You cannot fake it. How many know we all are doing what we believe? You're acting on your faith today. You are doing what you believe. Uh, It's very common for, for me to have people that will ask for prayer. Would you pray for me? Um, And I'll often ask, okay, sure. What are you believing for? What what, what are you expecting to happen? And if someone said, well, nothing in particular, well, how many know that's what you're going to get? Nothing in particular. Or someone says, well, I don't really know. Well, then we need to back up. What can you, what can I, how can I help you? What can I believe with you? What are you trusting God to do in your life? And maybe someone with a health problem will say, well, I'm believing for, for complete healing because I, I have a surgery tomorrow, scheduled a surgery for tomorrow. Well, stop. Which one is it? You're believing for complete healing or you're going in for surgery tomorrow. You realize those are contradictory statements. Oh, well, 
I was just kind of hoping, well, I know we got to get beyond that <laughs> and be real. If you're going in for a surgery, fine, I'll pray with what are you going to believe while you're in surgery? That God will help, that you'll speed up the recovery process or something. What do you, if you're going to get the surgery, fine. What are you going to believe? But let's not pretend that I'm trusting God for a complete healing. I'm a, a new heart or a, a new this or a new that. I'm not going to pretend I'm believing God for a complete this when in reality, I don't believe that. I believe I need a surgery. Everybody okay? No condemnation on the surgery, but let's be real. Well, I have strong faith. I know, in the surgery. <laughs> Everybody okay? We just don't want to say otherwise. See, there are aspirational beliefs that are not real to you today. They're not real to, uh, you know, whether you're walking in, whatever you're walking in. You might say, well, I, I want to be here. Fine, then go there. But where are you right now? Yeah? Amen. The, the answer to all questions is not yes. The answer to all questions is not Jesus. Uh, but I'm not talking about living by what we see or feel either. So I'm say, you're saying we should just kind of just tell it like we see it. No, I'm not, because that's full of unbelief. I'm not saying start living in the flesh and, and go down to the lowest common thing that you believe and start declaring, I am a strong unbeliever. You know, I have very little faith in God, little faith in my prayers. No, don't do that. We're not, we're, we're not, we don't want to magnify what the, the lowest point. We want to come up from where we are. But one of the greatest hindrances to growth is pride. It's this uh, we want everyone to think we're faith giants in all areas of life. And if I, I don't want anyone to think I would ever make a negative confession. I would ever say anything that's less than perfect. And uh, they might think I don't have faith. <laughs> I don't think we need to be concerned about what other people think. Yeah? I mean, we just want to help each other. We want to minister. We want to try to get God's best in all of our lives. Uh, but if... Uh, if, um, if I'm afraid to, to tell someone I don't know, I don't know the answer. Well, do you believe in this situation? Well, I'm trying. Well, yes, and yes, I also don't. <laughs> okay, now we can build from there. Now we can say, okay, here is the word of God that will feed your faith. Here is the word of God that will help you to come up higher and go further. I'm going to join mine with yours. Instead of, because I've, listen, I've heard people go down, watch people go down the tubes and they never would say anything wrong. They would never reveal to, to anyone that they, they weren't Hebrews 11 spiritual giant 24-7 and that, yeah, that they fall. Yet they fail. Yet they don't get victory. They don't get success. And you think by everything they said, they are the most spiritual person on the planet. They are the, most, the strongest, greatest faith person I've ever seen in my life. And yet their results don't match up to that. And so we want to be real so we can move forward. Amen. Over in... Uh, uh, without taking time to take time to go there. I just want to encourage us. Let's not settle for insufficient faith. Let, let's fix it. Let's boost it. Let's feed it. Let's use it. Uh, all things are possible if we'll believe. Yeah? But over in, uh, in, in the book of Matthew, the 14th chapter, we read 
uh, about the time when the disciples were in the middle of the, uh, the, the lake on the, and there was a storm and Jesus came walking on the water. Remember that? And, uh, and, and Peter there cried out and said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come out there and visit you. <laughs> tell me to come out there. And uh, you remember what Jesus said. He said, come. He said, come. So what did Peter do? He held on to the edge of the boat. No, it doesn't say that. That's what often we want to call faith. Oh, I believe. How many know true faith will put itself in a position where you can't go back? It puts yourself in a position where if God's not real, I'm in trouble. If he doesn't do what he said he would do, I am totally going to lose this deal. Right? That's, what, that's, what, that's the way true faith acts. Anyway, Peter, if you know the story, he walked out on the water. Let me ask you this. Did Peter have faith for water walking? Well, he didn't before, but he only did when Jesus said, come. What have you heard the Lord say? What have you heard Jesus say? When you know, when you hear what he says to you in your circumstance, in your situation, guess what? Now you can get out of the boat. And if you haven't heard anything from God, you might want to stay in the boat. I know it's better to be a wet water walker than a dry boat sitter. However, <laughs> if I really am one going to experience the power of God in my life and experience the genuine deliverance and freedom and help and answers to prayer in, in, in my life, I need to know what Jesus said. I need to hear from God. And when I hear from God, I can get out of the boat. And if I haven't heard from God, I'm going to cling and hang on to anything, anything in the natural world that's going to keep me from drowning. Amen. But then none of us want to live and continue in a limited life where we're always dependent upon some person or something. I'm, I'm, I'm relying upon what I see and feel. No, the goal in this is I want to hear from him. I want to know the Lord's voice. I want to know his promise. What has he said to me in this situation of my circumstance? Because once I know what he has said, now I can get out of the boat. Now I can get out of there and experience his power. Experience his ability. Experience the almightiness of God in my life. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'm confident of this. The Lord wants to talk to us. He wants to talk to us through his written word. And he wants to talk to us by his spirit. And what's the reason for him share, talking with us and revealing things to us? It is so that we can believe. We cannot believe until that happens. But when it happens, we can believe. And when we can believe, we overcome. When we can believe... His power gets used. His victory gets, gets made manifest in our lives. And I tell you, there is nothing too difficult for him. Amen. So, well, what about, I know a person, I know a circumstance where someone, they didn't get helped and, and they were full of faith. And Well, how do you know? How do you know? What, what, what did they believe? What did they believe? I don't know. 
I'm not ready to cast judgment on, on, on these situations, but I just want to ask questions. Well, what do you believe in this situation? And, 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 and be it unto you according to your, to your faith, to what you believe in this. And, uh, and that's, how, that's just how the kingdom of God works. It's how life works. And because that's the case, I want to fix my believing. I want to alter my beliefs. If it's not working, I should analyze what, I be- what do I believe about this because it's not working like Jesus said it would work. So I find, I look, I discover, I analyze, and the Lord reveals to us, and we see and get victory. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message. Find our other messages on iTunes or visit our website at lcboise.com and follow us on social media, Life Church Boise. Thank you and have a blessed day. Thank you.